Hey, everybody, welcome into the Woody Hayes Athletic Center and happy Freaky Friday from the podcast daily. It is Bill Landis and me, Austin Ward, talking about Ohio State's defensive backs after the secondaries, uh, secondary, all, everybody in the secondary was out there. The whole group. There's Easy for me to say. Yeah. Cornerbacks, safeties, Perry Eliano and Tim Walton all talked on Thursday, which was yesterday, obviously. And there will be a scrimmage tomorrow, Saturday. That's we'll right. be back for that. So we'll, we'll preview that. We have one member of the secondary that joined us. It was Cameron Martinez. Just picked that name randomly out of the hat. <laughs> and, and he was willing to join us. So that interview will be uh, at the midway point of the show. And now Bill's going to talk about what he learned. So it was a lot of running around to try to glean some things from a whole lot of people who talked on on Thursday. Um, I think maybe separate from like learning stuff about some individual guys, while I have no idea what they're going to do with all these pieces, and we, prob- <laughs> we probably should talk about that, um, I don't know. I feel pretty good like about the prospects of, of this secondary. Um, it's kind of funny what adding a transfer or two does because before the addition of Davis and Igbenosin especially, you look at the cornerback position and you think, like, man, there's not a lot of guys there. But all of a sudden, he's there. You're like, this is a good-looking group. And Jihad Carter is now with the safeties, and that helps bolster a group that I thought was returning some interesting guys already. So um, I don't envy the task of Perry Iliano specifically with the safety spot or, or Jim Knowles to try to figure out roles and who plays the most and, and when and all that stuff. But and just in terms of like depth of talent and available guys, and obviously there's a long way until the start of the season, but right now um, it's a it's a pretty good looking group that that I think has a fairly high ceiling if you know provided everyone stays healthy. Yeah, I mean normally if the situation is I don't know where everybody's going to play, you'd say, well, that's not a good thing. Yeah, and and I and maybe to some extent for Ohio State, it's not the ideal scenario. Uh, I'm only just trying to think of it the other side, like if they're not getting reps in one spot, if they're not getting to learn the scheme directly. But I'm not sure that that's really a problem for Ohio State with what they're doing in in spring. Like I think for the most part, there's been enough consistency with Josh Proctor is here, Lathan Ransom is here, Cameron Martinez is here, Sonny Styles is getting, uh, as Perry, Perry Oliano described, like a streamlined specific package to get him on yeah, the field. Yeah, that was interesting. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what that means, although it was sort of suggested that might be like what he did in the Peach Bowl. I assume that it would probably be more, somewhat more expansive than what we saw in that game specifically. But again, some of that again comes back to what we talked about with Josh Proctor. Like if he is making that position he's his own and he's six years more mature than Sonny Styles. I didn't realize he was 24 years old. Yeah, he's been here a long time. (laughs) 24 is an old college football player. An old, yeah, and... You know, it's an old NFL player. <laughs> some positions. That's right. Like that's that's part of the equation here. Think about people talking about March Madness and old teams and like having twenty three. Like that's a, there's a big difference between a twenty four year old man and an eighteen year old. And Sonny Styles is about as developed as an eighteen year old could possibly be. Yeah. But again, that's that's the situation that they're in. And what will it look like in September against Indiana? I don't know, but I don't think it's crazy to say doesn't really matter because there's so much talent that you think they'll find some way to make it work yeah i i i worry a little bit and i don't even know if worry is the right word at this juncture of, of the process leading up to the season but like they have to they have to make sure they get it right in terms of the roles they want to put all these guys in um like i like sunny especially I, I don't know like i think people might hear perry liano say like oh we have a, a streamlined streamlined sort of specific kind of game plan idea for him now 
And like that sort of hit my ears like, oh, well, that's, that doesn't feel like enough. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I, if you take it another way, I think it's almost an admission of like they realize they need to do something with him. And right now it's that. I, I don't know. They're not like teaching him all three safety positions and like going to unleash him as like the ultimate weapon on the defense just now. But I think the fact that he's already in their head as a guy they have to find something to do opens the door then for him to continue to develop through the summer in, in August to the point where maybe the third week of August, you're like, okay, it's not just that we have to find something to do. Like, he needs to be on the field all the time. I still think that's very much on the table, and it's encouraging that they're thinking about him in, in the way they are now. But even even with that, it's like I don't – like Cam Martinez is with the ones at nickel. What does that mean for Jihad Carter? If Lathan Ransom is the bandit, like, you can't really let him block Sonny, like, in my opinion. So there are a lot of things for him to sort through. Um it's not it's not necessarily a bad thing as you said as long as they get it right but it just sort of ratchets up the the uh, expectation level i guess and and the um margin for error i think with that is is a little small when you're when you're trying to put the best 11 out on the field maybe it's only interesting to me i don't know but i, I had been thinking about lathan ransom and putting i don't know some perspective into why the consistency may not have been there like really high level play i thought for seven eight weeks and then more peaks and valleys it didn't it wasn't a steep drop off the way that maybe uh you know somebody else in the secondary had late last year mm-hmm. like but we know that there were a, you know plays in the michigan game and a, a big one in the peach bowl that were not what lathan ransom wanted and i'm not going to trace this all the way back to the broken leg but i'm i'm just wondering you know he had the covid setback then he had to go out there and make plays right away with no practice reps and he did that pretty well during that 2020 year. But dealing with injury, dealing with that, he's not had a ton of practice reps. He's not been able to go through every winter. Uh, and last year, like I think, is, did some of it catch up with him physically? I don't know. I know that it's probably more significant now for his future that he does get to go through that. And he's another guy that I think his best football is probably ahead of him because he's dealt with more adversity than we tend to get credit for. We're like, last year was like, oh my God, can you believe he's back from a broken leg? Right. Like, and, and looking how he's, well, he's playing and then kind of glossing over the fact that, well, maybe there was something lost along the way. I think maybe he might be the best example of, of what I think Jim Knowles was talking about earlier in the spring when he was discussing the breakdowns in those big games and, and perhaps not practicing those things or talking about them or having it in guys' heads sooner, like before the week of the game or, or the month before the Georgia game. I think that's what he wants to do now is is talk about those things, maybe even rep them a little bit so that they're not suddenly a new concept. That, that you do, like you save stuff, right, for those biggest games. And I think he was doing that, but then guys found themselves in positions they were uncomfortable or, or just hadn't practiced a ton. And I think Lathan probably felt that later last season because even if they wanted to do that stuff earlier he couldn't have done it because he wasn't available so if now he can rep those things at this point of the of the preseason and then be better for it in the long run then i think you'll see a better player but i agree with like he was he was very good for much of last year i think he was probably their best defensive back in terms of consistency for the entire season mm-hmm. i don't i don't know that one or two breakdowns undoes all of that but obviously you want to play your best in the biggest games and, and you could argue that that Really, nobody at the safety position did. Um, and obviously, that needs to be better this year. Yeah. And it, at corner, uh, I, I asked Denzel Burke, like, when everyone says that your attitude is different, like, what does that mean? <laughs> and he's like, well, it's a personal year. Okay. So the chip uh, is there. And it's two things. We've mentioned this even going into spring. Like, the injury situation was real for him. Uh, it kept him out 
of practice for most of the season. We saw once he finally got healthy, a very strong performance in, at corner in the Peach Bowl for Ohio State. Like that's sort of a, a glimpse at the player he can become. Like aside from the health, he looks a lot more put together physically this spring after going through all of that. Um, you know, it, it's it's not hard to see him and just become enamored with the physical tools that he has there in the secondary. So if you put that together with a different, maybe improved, sharper, uh, more invested mindset on the practice field, however however anybody wants to characterize that or, or the best way to, I don't know. But it does look like the results are coming there. I think um, through what was a trying year, he gained a lot of perspective just on how difficult this is. I think his freshman year, and this is my opinion, he hasn't said this, maybe came a little too easy for him. Um, a, a byproduct of, of maybe that room not being as good as it should have been when he got here. So he was sort of then elevated to a place that he he was ready for. Mm-hmm. But when that happens and you have that success early on, I think you just sort of expect it to come to you beyond that point. And, and clearly it didn't. Plus he had the injuries on top of that. So if he's, if he's motivated by the fact that he didn't play his best football for much of last year, um, sort of feeling invigorated by the fact that he's healthy, he seems to have taken the offseason very seriously, both mentally and, and physically. And when you watch him out here in the practice field, like he, he, he just, he looks like, the, the kind of corner that like it, it looked like he was on the trajectory to be as a freshman. Like we all want to see Ohio State get that that pipeline of first round corners back. And I'm not saying Denzel's a, a first rounder, no doubt about it. But if he had taken a step back in that regard last year, he seems to be sort of back on that upward trajectory right now. So that's all you could ask for at this time of year. Yeah. What else did you pick pick up there with the corners? I like Davis and Igbenosan a whole lot. Um, just like super confident for a guy who's you know, relatively young in his college football career. But I think the fact that he started 10 games at Ole Miss last year, and, and I don't know if he expected that going into it, but I, but I think, again, that's a guy who realized that he has the talent and the skill set as a young player to be a contributor that early. But then also, I, I, I think, has not letting that got to his head to the point where, where he's expected things to be given to him. Um, he said he wanted to show up here and basically make his bones with his, with his work. Like, he didn't want to come in here and, like, talk about how well he played at times last year for Ole Miss. He wanted to put it on the field because he said, like, good players respect good players. And I think to this point he's done that. Um, Tim Walton seems to be pretty pretty taken with him, uh, a guy who's super long, as we talked about, a different kind of build as, as a cornerback, adds something different to that position. So um, I think with Denzel and Davis Nigmanosin and Jordan Hancock, too, who's, again, another guy who's just projecting a lot of confidence because he's healthy and can kind of show – what he was at this point last year when he had a lot of buzz. I think with those three, they're in a really good spot at corner so long as a guy, especially like Jordan, can stay healthy. But even then, like you have Jair Brown behind <laughs> them, and, and that kid's certainly not lacking any confidence. <laughs> and I don't know. They're just like – I think I, – I looked at the safety spot coming in. I was like, that's going to be a really competitive group. I didn't really think of the corner group that way, but now being around these guys, I, th- I think they're on the same level. And, and the hope, I guess, is that on the other side of that, you end up with – you know, three, four guys at each position who can play high-level football. Yeah, Jair Brown looks uh, very different after having gone through a winter with Coach Mick, and he he made that point himself. Like, he's up to 185. He could still get a little bit bigger. Yeah. I don't know how much more uh, is necessary, but he, that's 10 to 15 pounds more than he was playing at last year. And you wonder, like, well, A, a he's a true freshman, and B, that's not really the size that you need to go up in, against, you know, high-level wide receivers physical and play physically out there like he wasn't really ready to do that similar to you know a lot of guys but it's rare that you're going to come in and do that right away but now you add the you know natural athleticism plus the strength to do that and compete that's uh, there's a good group 
for Ohio State to build with there at corner. And I think the future is pretty bright in the secondary. Uh, Cameron Martinez can play a role in that. We're going to talk to him right now on Freaky Friday. All right, we're in here in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center on a Freaky Friday. We found another very special guest, someone whose name has come up on this program at least once, maybe twice, or a hundred times. Berm isn't here to talk about it, but the rest of us know Cam Martinez quite well uh, as well. Uh, halfway through spring, does it feel like you guys are close to done? There's a lot more work to be done. How do you how do you approach it? Man, uh, <laughs> I kind of approach it as kind of just like. You know, it's still the beginning for me. Uh, it still kind of seems fairly new, but the crazy thing is it's just happening fast. Um, and that's just one of the things. I mean, I think it's helped me, though, too. You know, like I said, I'm just really taking it day by day, just trying to live in the moment, honestly. Do players look forward to spring ball as much as we do, just like to get to see football? You guys get to play football a little bit early, but I know that you spend all year. Like, maybe there's relief. You don't have to go hit somebody every day. Yeah, I mean, um, part of it, I mean, it's exciting because, you know, I'm playing the game that I get to love. And, uh, you know, even being in high school, I never had, really had a spring season and yeah. stuff like that. So being able to play football early is always good. And, you know, I think anytime you're not really able to be with Coach Mick every day, uh, I think that's that's a relief as well. Um, like I said, you're just being able to play football. But, um, I mean, there are good good days when you have off days as well. You know, you can take care of your body and, you know, just watch the film and assess and all the practices. I feel like we always ask what the worst part of – mat drills and winter conditioning is what's the best part what's your favorite part of it um i mean honestly i think it is that mat drills and just the days where you really don't want to come in because you know i think when you're able to embrace the struggle um and you know embrace that moment you know of knowing that you need to get better and when it is tough um i think it all correlates to to football and um you know like i said when things are hard and, and things aren't going your way um and just how can you overcome that so uh lathan ransom was talking about how close the two of you be, have become I remember the setbacks and you guys arriving like together when football yeah. was shutting down during COVID. Like, how would you describe the close relationship that the two of you have? Um, I mean, I think it's just, you know, he's like a blood brother to me, honestly. Um, I think that's just something that started since, you know, day one. I mean, there wasn't anything that we weren't doing together. You know what <laughs> I mean? Um, and we still are. You know, like I said, that's my roommate. See him every day. And, um, you know, I think we got a, a strong love for each other. And um, it's just built it over time. I mean, we're going on year four together. Came in here, you know, hopefully trying to finish out together. So um, I think just me and him just building that relationship, um, you know, it goes a long way. And I think it goes a long way on the football field as well. Who's the clean one? I'm taking a clean one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now he's still a little clean, I would say, but I'm definitely taking that. Is somebody cooking in there? He's one cooking though. He's, he's cooking. He's one cooking. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. He's cooking. Yep. Is there a video game that you guys like to play? Are there shows you watch together? Yeah. There's there's, there's a couple shows we watch. A couple video games. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, like you know, we'll get bored someday, so just come in my room, just we'll just talk, like which is what you up to, like you yeah. know what I mean. But oh uh, yeah, we definitely do all those things together. Um, you know, we're kind of the same person. You know, a lot of people also thought we looked like. Or we do look alike a lot, yeah. too, when we came in. Um, but <laughs> we kind of figure out how similar we were in a lot of ways, too. He's just a louder one, I would say. Well, you guys used to even just have your hair the same. And that was... Yeah. <laughs> if, if you're only trying to base it off of that, like... That's a big people thing, are confused. too. <laughs> the numbers are similar. Like, Very similar, yeah. You're moving really fast. It's hard to get a clean shot. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, Guess well, wrong. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I think we were just... Like I said, we were always with each other, too. So, you know, I think that happens a lot. All right, what shows are you watching right now? Um, power, big power show right now. Okay. Um, he's trying to get me to watch Snowfall. Uh, okay. That's a big, that's a big show that's out right now too. Uh, I got, I got, I got to try to catch up with him to watch it too as well. But we're big on Marvel stuff too as well. We like the superhero movies and things like that. Who's so. your favorite superhero? <sighs> big. I'm a big Batman guy. Okay. He, now he's in the DC universe. Yeah. Well, now we're big. now we're quick. We're, yeah, we're, we're just transitioning a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but superhero though, I'm going Batman for sure. Uh, 
I do agree with you. Batman is the best. <clears throat> the Marvel Cinematic Universe is also the most connected and most entertaining. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If only they could just take the rights from DC away, then we'd really be cooking. We would be. We would be. I think I, I'm, I couldn't agree more. But hopefully, <laughs> you know, there's, there's a couple movies coming out in DC Universe. Hopefully, that can set the bar high. Uh, yeah, they've wasted so much momentum with it. It's horrible. <laughs> um, I know you didn't. We, you know, we try to mix it around. It can't be just football. On no, the show. that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I feel you. Uh, where do you like to eat in these days? To eat these days when Lathan's not cooking. When he's not cooking, um, sure. And don't just say here because I know most of the meals come. Yeah, from- <laughs> a lot of the meals come in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I mean, I, I really like raising canes. Okay. I'm big on that. That's not. That was something that wasn't back home for me. Um, so yeah. being, I'm being able to do that and enjoy that. Um, when we go out to eat, there's a good. I mean, Hyde Park. I'll say my favorite favorite spot is probably the original Pancake House. Okay, um, that's a spot I could just probably something go basic. To. Yeah, I could really go to that spot probably three times in a row, and I would feel <laughs> satisfied. Honestly, um, that was something that me and him did. Me and Rocket, Zach, um, Latham. That was a big spot that we did last year, and um, kind of just I got hooked on it from there. So, we'll ask at least two football questions before you get back to it. And I think that I, when I talk about spring ball and the value for you, and we know that you were playing quarterback, that this, this is still relatively new in your career playing defense, so they, these opportunities are precious to you. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you feel like a defender now compared to the last couple of years? I would probably say 8 if it's not a 10. Yeah. Um, I think it's the confidence I had going in to spring ball. And this is a chip on my shoulder, too, that I try to keep as well. Um, I think that's kind of helped a lot of ways. And then also just think about all the reps that I've had and, you know, leading up to my freshman year. Um, I feel like that com- kind of came a long way for me to build confidence. I think the only way you're going to build confidence is by doing it. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you're going to fail, but that's part of the process as well, too. Um, and now for me, it's just at the moment of just, you know, I know if anybody's in front of me, I'm going to win that rep. Um, and that's the biggest thing for me, too, especially with a lot of ups and downs last year as well. Um, and just kind of getting to that and just tagging that mindset every day in practice. Do you feel, just because you brought it up last year, do you feel like you're being too harshly judged on one play? I think I am, yeah. I mean, obviously, I think there's a lot that goes in that people didn't see with that as well. Um, but at the end of the day, I can't control what people think. Um, you know, it's a play I definitely wish I could have back. Um, but it's not what defines me. Yeah. Um, you know, I can do a lot of things on the field. I've done a lot of things on the field. Um, and I don't really let, let one play beat me up at all. Um, but like I said, that's just the world's judgment. That's how they you know choose to think about it. Yeah. Um, but it has nothing to do with me. I'm yeah. gonna continue with all my with my day. I wanted it to be feel good. I didn't want to bring that up. I just nah, you're good. <laughs> nah, nah, you're good. All right. Well, uh, it seems like the secondary is getting their hands on a lot of footballs. We saw you do that last Saturday in the scrimmage. You have another one uh, this weekend. It seems like things are going well. Uh, does it feel that way for you? Feels really good. Um, I mean, honestly, I'm. Spring ball, spring, spring ball is not over yet, but yeah. <laughs> um, you know I think the stuff that I've been able to do, the plays I've been able to make, uh, I can't, I don't see how it could have gotten any better, really. Um, and that's just what it's about for me is just you know taking it day by day and you know coming in with a chip on my shoulder every day for practice. You know, like I said, I treat every practice like it is, you know, practice one. You know what I mean? Because you know you don't want to fall off and you kind of get in the routine and stuff. And some stuff maybe changes, mindset really changes. Right. But for me, it's just kind of going in and just feeling like it's fresh. Um, I think that's been going a long way for me making plays. What's it going to take to get you to return punts? I don't. That's a, <laughs> we that's keep a, asking America and Parker Fleming, make Cam Martinez a punt returner. 
That's still a Coach Sloman question. I'll just give you that one. I'll leave you with that. That's still a Coach Sloman question. Yeah, that's that's the fair and correct answer. You can't do anything about it. I just said you should do what Marvin's doing and just hop out in the drill. Like, he's not going to be a part of the turn. Like, who's, nobody's stopping him. He's just no, really. I think, you know, just about, you know, everything I put in this and how comfortable I am now, I probably should just do that and just jump in. It's a good idea. I'll try. I'll think I say, about that. That's what, I'm an ideas man. That's what I'm here for. All right. Uh, it's been Freaky Friday. We really appreciate Cameron Martinez jumping on us for a couple minutes. Uh, he's halfway through spring camp and having a good one. Uh, and we appreciate his time as always, as we have now for four years. I can't believe it's been that long. Uh, still, still more good football ahead of this young man at Ohio State and still more show ahead of you on Freaky Friday. Thanks to Cam for uh, joining us on a Freaky Friday interview. Lots to break down there with his superheroes and uh, <laughs> living with Lathan Ransom. I think that'd be a fun room to, you know, just drop a microphone in there and let them do a podcast uh, <laughs> down the road. It's, it's an interesting idea. Yeah, Stick that in the pocket. Yeah, just put it back there. You know, double coverage, something like that. Um, <laughs> they will be on the field uh, tomorrow morning. Student Appreciation Day starts at 1130. For Ohio State students that are uh, loyal listeners to the podcast, make sure that you come hang out with us and then see the Buckeyes in that order at 1130. <laughs> maybe, maybe, not, <laughs> maybe not in that order. In, in the Woody. Uh, you, I believe the Roosters food truck is going to be here. It's, uh, it's usually a, a great atmosphere for students and a, a glimpse a little bit more uh, – informative sometimes than what the actual spring game is in the horseshoe yep. so don't miss that opportunity we we certainly wouldn't no i like student appreciation day uh quite a bit and i was nervous that when urban meyer left that they were going to like do away with it because it felt like the the nature of like how open college football programs want to be was changing <laughs> and i was like oh man i hope that student appreciation day is not a casualty of that i'm glad that it's back it was great last year like standing behind cj stroud and like watching him run the offense and you know, trying trying to like sort of look through his eyes about where he was going with stuff. Obviously, very high level quarterback play, um, but we can hopefully do some of that again uh, on Saturday with Kyle McCord and Devin Brown too. It is it is like I, I honestly, if you can get in here, I think it's almost better than the spring game. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, um, I mean, you could have done some of that too. You're a ball placement specialist. I am a ball placement specialist. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's what they used to call me back in Philadelphia. <laughs> um, are the people that you're watching this week different than the ones you had in mind last Saturday? I can't remember what I said last Saturday, <laughs> so I don't know. Um, I am, I am, I want to watch the right tackle battle more intently than I did the last time we were in here. The last time we were in here, you're trying to kind of get eyeballs on everybody, and the result of that is, you know, you, you learn some stuff, but you don't get maybe the full picture at important position battles. So I want to watch Tegra Shabola and Zen Mohowski Mohowski more closely than I did the last time we were in here, going against guys like. You know, JT Tuimoel, Jack Sawyer, Kenyatta Jackson, because it you sort of felt that the defense was getting the better of that spot um, in the scrimmages that we watched. And, you know, that was kind of without watching exactly how it happened. You just sort of saw the end result. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to I kind of want to watch how it happens now, like the 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 start of the play, the get off, the the footwork, that kind of stuff to just get a better feel for where that position is. Yeah, I think sort of like game week right like first scrimmage to second scrimmage you need to see some improvement there like it's not going to stop Zin Mahalski and Tegra Shabol are going to have to keep going against really good defensive ends really talented pass rushers uh, but how many more you know reps can you take away from them how many more can you win how much more protection can you give Kyle McCord or Devin Brown in those live situations like that's there has to be this is something that we talked about going into spring like, they get to determine Zin Mahalski and Tegra Shabola how much Ohio State needs to consider the May transfer portal window. Nobody likes talking about that. It's not the desired outcome by mm-hmm. anybody in here to have to do that, but it's up to those two 
to show that. And you only have 15 practices. That's a small sample size, but a couple of them have more importance than others. So what did you do in the first one? And it doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to grade out a champion in that one. There has to be noticeable improvement by the second one because by the time you get to the, to mid-April, like the spring game performance is not going to matter. This coaching staff, whether they, whether they want to talk about it publicly or not, they'll have made up a lot of their opinions about what this team needs and what it's going to look like by the time training camp rolls around. So there is more importance on that. It's not going to be do or die or else, no, yeah. but it's, it's a very significant mile marker. Yeah, there's not an expectation to play mistake-free. Um, I don't know if you think that's the case like when you're in August. I don't think that's the expectation. But when you talk, every time we talk with Justin Fry, he talks about you make a mistake, we talk about the mistake. If you go back out there and make the same mistake again, that's a problem. If you go back out there and make new mistakes, that's that's fine. I think that's that's normal growth. So um, whatever it was, and, and we didn't get to like pick his brain specifically on the scrimmage to see how he felt about that group, so it's more like theorizing. But whatever whatever he saw the last time they scrimmaged, and also the secret too is like they do scrimmage stuff throughout all the spring. It's not just on those Saturdays. Right. So that very well could have happened on Tuesday and Thursday too. But whatever mistakes were made the last time we were in here, if those are sort of wiped away and you're working on new stuff now, then that's fine. If you come back in and they're still doing the same stuff they were doing last week, that's an issue. If they're doing the same stuff two weeks from now, that's probably even more of an alarming issue. But um, I think they are willing to give both those guys, Tegra and Zen, a little bit of runway here to show that they have what it takes to be the starting right tackle. And it's a little complicated because of that May transfer window and you have to get it right. But I don't know if they feel like they need to have a solidified starter at that spot coming out of spring practice. I don't I don't really think they do either. Yeah, I mean they don't have to pick between Tigrins in at this point. Yeah. They need to believe that one of, one them, of them can, can do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's fair. Gonna probably watch the quarterbacks. Just to Oh new, you will? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's a that's smart. It's probably worth some time. Yeah. Probably. Um <laughs> be, you know if Devin Brown like he's in that same boat like the improvement from one week to the next. He did not play poorly by any stretch of the imagination last week. Uh, they maybe maybe even over the top praise that I put on Kyle McCord was more about I think him being ready to become the starter and and nothing's against what Devin Brown did. And you and Burn made the point that the nature of these scrimmages where they're wearing black non-contact jerseys may uh, prohibit Devin Brown from showing what makes him different a little bit, but. I think there's maybe an element of that that's true for Kyle McCord as well. Like he kept it and wanted to run in a you know zone read short yardage play. Like he wouldn't have ma- it wouldn't have mattered if somebody hit him. He was going to score. Right. Um, so you know I don't know that 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 matters a, a ton, but I think that Devin Brown will. He is certainly somebody with a confident mindset, and he will want to. He'll be aware whether he cares what people think or not. He'll be aware that the perception is that Kyle has taken the lead and he's going to be the starter. And I think he'll want to, you know, take another step forward. We know how competitive he is. He shows that he was still doing that, you know, reacting to plays that didn't go his way last week. So I think he'll take that probably personally. Yeah, I think you will. I, I wonder, too, it's just the way that the quarterback kind of rotation worked out the last time we watched the scrimmage, Kyle got the last drive, and and it was probably about as game-like as you're ever going to get in, inside this building. Yeah. Um, and the competitiveness was was palpable. Uh, Kyle Kyle's energy was as well. I am hopeful that we might get to see Devin in a similar situation on Saturday. Not that it will... You know, give him a leg up. It's just like I thought that was an interesting sort of like data point to have on Kyle McCord and how he reacts in those situations. I'd like to see it from Devin Brown too. Here's here's the ball. You're on the fifty. 
go the game the game is on the line mm-hmm. go score and and the offense did it with Kyle McCord and they ended up winning that that winner loser day by by a narrow margin um, I'd imagine they'll be keeping score in a similar way on, on Saturday and we'll see if Devin's the guy that gets to try to do that but but I'm, I'm eager to see it just to kind of see how how he handles that um, excited to watch the receivers again like to see if like a guy like Carnell Tate, right? Like he was awesome, I thought, in, in the practice that we got to watch. Lost his black stripe that day. Does he come out and look awesome again? Mm-hmm. And then if he does, like I think that's what coaches talk about when they talk about like stacking these days and stacking these performances on top of each other. If a guy who we thought was really good, regardless of the position, last time we were in here watching the scrimmage, looks really good again when we watch the scrimmage on Saturday, I think that is a, a pretty instructive uh little piece of information as we try to figure out who might find a way onto the field this year. Yeah, and to you know bring it full circle back to the secondary, that that same will be true for Cameron Martinez, who had a, a very good day last Saturday. You know, Denzel Burke, Davison Egbenosin, these guys that we saw really playing well, getting their breaking up uh, a handful of passes, like, all right, well, go do it again. Like that's that's the key. And if if that's the way that that secondary rotation is going to play out, or if you're going to claim a starting job when when a lot of people don't know or didn't think for Cam Martinez like that that was going to happen, like this is where some of that is really earned. I think one thing that Urban used to say more than Ryan Day does is that he wanted to have a depth chart and wanted the, the position battles to be settled as much as possible in spring so that by the time they got to August, they could just game plan for the opener. Ryan Day doesn't talk about that nearly as much. Yeah. He's more in the practice one through 15 and then Guess what? Practice sixteen. It's really practice sixteen is really yeah. practice number sixteen. So he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't do that quite the same. But these these practices do count. Like they yeah they determine and, and you don't do you don't simulate games and you don't have scrimmages unless you're trying to get that information and that work done. Yeah, you're you're still regardless of whether or not they're actually charting on the board in the offensive defensive rooms like the, the actual depth chart. Uh, you're you're as a player planting seeds in the coaching staff's mind, and I think some guys have done that. You hear like Brian Hartline talk about we have six, seven receivers. I think that's some of these young guys making the coaches go, "Oh, like maybe we can do something with these guys this year." Or a guy like Cam, or a guy like Josh Proctor. Like mm-hmm. it's it doesn't doesn't guarantee you anything, but it's certainly better than the alternative. <laughs> if they look at you out there and like, I don't know, I don't think this guy can play. This guy had a horrible spring. <laughs> yeah, this guy's spring was terrible. But he was a five star recruit, so yeah. I guess we'll just play him. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think that happens. Um, <laughs> I think people might want that to happen sometimes, um, and I understand the, the the impulse, but that's not the way it works. All right, Student Appreciation Day. If you are an Ohio State student, you do not want to miss it. Uh, it's cool to hang out here in the Woody and see them scrimmage a bit. Uh, that's where we'll be. Saturday, 1130. Tomorrow, Saturday, 1130 in the morning in this building, the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. Uh, we'll have full coverage of that at ohiostate.rivals.com. You can uh, hang out there with us with the free for free month, code DTE30. Uh, we'll have snap judgments afterwards. Those we probably will do live. We're going to have to do them live. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we will do those live. Um, we'll have plenty to talk about. But we didn't on... Thursday, because we thought, let's just give a supersized Freaky Friday episode for the Podcast Daily, which is exactly what we did. We hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for joining us. That's Bill. I'm Austin. We'll talk to you later.